everyone, my name is Priya, and today I will be speaking about my faith journey, which is hard because my life is short and my journey is very far from over. My religious beliefs are continually changing and growing, and over the past few years, my belief about God has shifted from being one that is formed by listening to others in my community or my family to being one that I seek and find myself. So when asked about a milestone in my journey, I immediately thought of an experience I went through this past winter. On February 6th, my grandfather passed away. When I think of my grandfather, I think of his ability to make you feel like the most special person in the room. Whenever someone was being serious, he would look at you and wink. He was full of a childlike curiosity. You would always find him with a crossword in his hand. My grandfather's death sent a shock into my world because he breathed life. He was fascinated with plants and his garden was a creation of calculated passion and purpose, and it was like no other. In March, my family traveled to St. Paul, Minnesota for his memorial service. It was a month after his death, and we were still stunned, unsure of how to proceed in the wake of this incredible loss. We gathered in Fairmont Church, which is a landmark in my family, the location of two weddings and multiple baptisms, to remember the life of my grandfather. Fairmont is a small church uniquely carpeted so that it's quiet and cozy, and despite this, the world in those hours felt bleak. How could we be who we are without Gramps? This person molded us all through his role as a father and as a grandfather and as a husband was suddenly gone. For the next few days, we cried, we told stories, and we laughed in that confusing state that is loving and missing someone. But as born, life keeps moving, and one week later, I was back in Boston. Within two weeks, I was attending another funeral. Kendrick Price was a young man from Dorchester whose work ethic brought him to Buckingham Brown and Nichols, the high school I currently attend, and later the University of Michigan, where he would go on to found the Big Business Network, which allowed him to give back to youth in his community through education and mentorship. Beyond Kendrick's impressive achievements, his kindness and humor drew people to him. He was known for his smile. As Kendrick was an alum of my high school, I was there to sing with a few students and Kendrick's high school choir director. While he was alive, I did not know Kendrick, but I did have a connection to him through his mother, who taught me sewing when I was six. Carol Price, Kendrick's mom, is tall and regal, and at six, I was absolutely certain she knew everything. Walking into the United House of Prayer in Dorchester that morning in March, I was stunned when I saw Miss Price. Ten years later, on what she will probably remember as the worst day of her life, she sat tall with the same reality that I remembered so clearly. But in that moment, I could not articulate that, and I mostly just felt stunned and out of place. 
The sanctuary was large and crowded with community and flooded with colored light from the windows. The service was intense and intimate, and it was clear to me that an angel had died. There were speeches and songs and poems to remember the man Kendrick Price was, his kind and charming nature, his limitless to but his limitless devotion to giving back to his community. For the whole two hours of the service, the joy that Kendrick brought to those he encountered was clear. People were smiling and singing, yet the grief was tangible, because Kendrick had died young as a victim of gun violence. It was in the air, it hung on our shoulders, and it grabbed at our hearts. And suddenly I was crying, I was embarrassed. I didn't even have a right to cry because I didn't even know Kendrick. I was overwhelmed with emotions, sadness, and anger, and I was confused. I was still reeling from the loss of my grandfather, so I could not figure out the source or the direction of these emotions. The close proximity of Kendrick and my father's funeral, grandfather's funeral, pushed me into a place of reflection. While attending Kendrick's funeral, I could not help but notice the similarities between him and my grandfather. Their benevolence, their generosity, and their humor. The difference between my grand and Kendrick was that my grandfather was 85 when he passed away, and Kendrick was only 32. I felt the grief from my grandfather's funeral, and I could feel the grief from Kendrick's family, the grief Kendrick's family was experiencing over the loss of their son and cousin and friend. I miss my grandfather deeply, but there was something different in the grief surrounding Kendrick's death because inequality affects grief. My grandfather got married and had children and had grandchildren. He chased his dreams and lived to his potential. Kendrick will never have any of that. If Kendrick had been like my grandfather, if he had been a white man, would he still be alive? If Kendrick's home and neighborhood got the same kind of resources and attention my grandfather's affluent community received, would he still be alive? I saw the unfairness in our country in an intimate way, because as a non-black American, I've had the privilege of choosing to think about and experience racism. And it made me doubt the ability of my faith. The loss of our loved ones, the disregard of communities based upon race or class or background, it all felt too big, too unfair. I didn't doubt God's presence. My grandfather and Kendrick were clearly gifts from God. I was just unsure of God's power. How could the people we need the most, like my grandfather, be gone? And how could people like Kendrick die before they got to live out all of their dreams? These are big questions, and I cannot say they're all answered, but two weeks after Kendrick's funeral, I received some clarity. Later in March, there was another memorial service at my school for Kendrick. When Kendrick's family entered the service, their energy radiated around the room. When they spoke about Kendrick, they said they were so proud of the man he was, and that they were going to look to God for support. So I realized, wow, it may seem unfair that we lose the people we love deeply, people who we think we cannot live without. This is not something God has done to us. 
God shows us through people like my grandfather and Kendrick that love and joy and hope are present in the world, even when things seem bad. What happened to Kendrick and what happens to young black men all over the U.S. is unfair. It's not God's doing or lack of doing. We cannot blame God for the injustice in our world. We cannot ask God to fix these wrongs. Instead, we can look to them for love and support to fix these wrongs. Nothing will separate us from the love of God, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation. Thank you.